What's up, buddy? Yell everything this time. You know what I'm Welcome to Unrealistic Expectations. Welcome back. I'm uh, Scott. Sitting next to me is Rob. The adjacent couch is the doctor. Doctor here. Episode 2. Welcome. This We're recording on the, what, 28th? 28th. 28th of August. So it's going uh, by quick. Football season's almost here, huh? Yeah. It's coming around the bend. So, uh... Today we're going to talk about, obviously, NFL news, because that's what's coming up right now. Uh, early retirements in the NFL. High school sports participation, which we'll get into that. It's kind of surprising. What did you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about lows in major sports, yeah. which is which is weird. Not weird. too surprising to me, but we'll get into that later. Okay, uh, and then we'll get into our fantasy outlook. Um, kind of talk about who's important, who's going to be important this year, uh, and uh, kind of who I mean, we're terrible at it. So, well, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy championships in this group right now. I just want to point that out. A lot of solid fantasy knowledge. We all years. play each other, though. Uh, and not necessarily. Not That's necessarily. true. Yeah. You're right. I uh, just play you guys. We have years in the fantasy knowledge realm. Should you trust any of us? Probably not, but there is just at least no, years but I've got of knowledge like there. Twice. True. I've got second place now. You've won, you've won some. You've won some. Yeah. Can't get over the hump, that, but you know. Uh, and then we'll uh, yell about what we're angry about. That's the best part. Maybe five. How minutes. much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so let's start up with the um, news around the league. Uh, Zeke's contract. Yeah, we uh, What's going on? we touched on it. On the episode one podcast about uh, a lot of the holdouts across the NFL, um, Zeke obviously is one of the biggest ones holding out for his contract. Uh, just quick another rundown: he is actually in the uh, entering the fourth year of his rookie contract, so he still actually had two more years left, and he's sitting out. Um, the recent, which is strange, it is strange. Two years before a contract, that's not typical. Uh, the recent rumors have been that the Cowboys are working. Now, this is a much better situation than we've seen before. Some other people, they are working. They do want to make a deal with Zeke. Uh, the rumors are for a little less than what Todd Gurley's making, somewhere around $14 million a year. Uh, they've already made one contract offer that Zeke has declined. He is looking for, according to uh, FantasyPros.com, he is looking for more guaranteed money than what Zeke, uh, than sorry, what Todd Gurley currently has, uh, which is forty-five million of the sixty million total contract. Here's my thoughts: Pay the man. You know, the, the NFC East is a tough division, and right now Washington, we all know they're going to be terrible. Look at their quarterback, Case Keenum. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. For sure. Uh, Giants, look at their quarterback, Eli Manning. He might as well be eight feet under, you know? I mean, Jesus. And then, you know, you, you got Wentz coming back off an injury. You know, they've made some moves to bring in Jordan Howard from the from the Bears. Uh, they lost a little bit strong on defense. Back. A strong back. Strong back. You know, I think they they got about a two-and-a-half-year window. And, hell, that two-and-a-half-year window might have started last year. But you got to attack now. Pay that man. Win some division titles. Win some playoffs games. They lost last year to the Rams. Tough out. But uh, you you got to pay the man and win some games now. It's not like the Cowboys don't have money. <laughs> right. True. 
It's the what? That's the in most all, popular team in, in, all, in sports. all of sports. Every single sport. Even does it beat soccer? Over a billion, according to Forbes. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge franchise, and uh, in the grand scheme of things, in football numbers, is fourteen million dollars really that much money? Not to Jerry Jones. No, especially he, for one of the top. I've seen a backs. picture of his yacht. Right, <laughs> seriously, he probably no spends out on a couple steak dinners. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, for one of the top running backs in the NFL, I think that's that might be his yearly blowjob budget is fourteen million. And the thing is, as we've seen in the NFL, you're only the highest paid person in your position for so long before someone else takes it. Yep. If you're Jerry, why wait? Pay the man now. God forbid you don't pay him, and Melvin Gordon gets sixteen million. So I don't blame Zeke for jumping ahead of Prescott, who's trying to get his money. Jumping ahead of Amari Cooper, who's 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 due his money soon. Um, and let's be realistic: out of those three, who has proven the most that they actually earned the money? Sure, it, it's Zeke, right? Hands down, it's hands for down. sure. I I have one thing to ask: when is how long until the players' contracts up with the union? Uh, it's it's next year. I'm pretty sure it's so. next year. It's after next year. Yeah, yeah get him in a long term deal before that shit goes, because then he's going to be wanting way more money. You know after that, the caps yeah. are going to open up. You're going to have to pay him more. Give him five years. Get $14 million a game. That's, yeah. that's it, going to be it'll a good probably price. Go up. Yeah. The only, I was about to dispute you and say it would go down, but the only thing that went down was the rookie contract. Everything else Which went Which makes up. sense. Yeah. I understand. I that. mean, they was given, they gave, they, the Rams gave Sam Bradford $50 million before he fucking. It was getting crazy. NFL yeah. It was really it, getting yeah. crazy. You, it was literally it was a flip of a coin. Yeah. You're spending that much money on. Yeah, I understand that completely. But get them now. But yeah, um, I think let me just go ahead and flip the script here. Kind of keep this conversation moving. Just you mentioned Sam Bradford and made me think of number one overall picks. And I'm gonna jump right down to the Jadavion Clowney rumors. That's fine. If you click that pen one more time, I'm gonna rip it up. Ah. Ah, uh, so Jadavion Clowney, uh, obviously he's another one of the holdouts this year from contract disputes. Uh, he is franchise tag currently, correct? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so pull that out of rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Someone to fact check that, please. Um. There have been recent rumors this week in the news uh, that the Dolphins are actually interested in trading for him, which makes sense on on the Dolphins' side. Texans a little less is not really who's not for sale on the Dolphins. <laughs> well, who would you want from the Dolphins? I no, guess is the better deal. is the better question. I mean, I thought you had an interesting viewpoint this morning. All fair, you know, we discussed getting draft picks for him. Scott had brought uh, brought up the point. All fair. Of getting um, a running back from the Dolphins. True. For, he, um, and they have a giant. No. Um, they don't they have, have Kenyon Drake. Drake. Kenyon Drake, who used to play Houston, right? He no. did not. No? Okay. He did not. All um, right. Played at yeah. Alabama, drafted by the Miami Dolphins. But had a, I thought he had a solid year last year. Um, he did. He did. He, had, he stumbled there in the middle, uh, finished up strong, though. Yeah, I mean, everybody remembers the Patriots getting beat 
beat week, whatever, off, uh, after Gronk couldn't make the tackle when he was on defense and, and Kenyon Drake scored. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, uh, Clowney, so I don't know if you guys know, probably my second favorite team is Houston. So, although Clowney's underperformed for what he was in college, um, you know, I think it's still uh, with him and then Waddle on the other side. I mean, that's a nasty combo. I would – Andrew Luck just going down. It, I would love to see them play, pay the guy and win the division another couple years. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think I, I think that would be a smart move. I I would agree with paying Jadavion Klein. Not to mention, I guess the one thing you could take away from that is we discussed it on the first podcast. Pass rushing outside linebacker defensive ends mm. in the draft yep. are a dime a dozen. So if you can trade Clowney That's and a get yeah. a, I think, a first and a third round I think pick. his value is kind of inflated right now. I say go big. Go big. See if you can get Melvin Gordon. See if you can pull them down. So, so how would that work, Scott? A three-team trade? With the Dolphins, with Houston, with San Diego? I have no idea how it would work. But I say try. If you're Houston, put Dangle out there. I, I, now, I hear the only teams that have any interest are the Dolphins, though. I did read that somewhere. But if you bring in, if you bring in the Chargers, yeah. who don't look like they're going to pay Melvin Gordon... Um, Clowney just came out a few hours ago and said he will miss games and push this into the regular season to make a point. You know, why not include the Dolphins and get a draft pick from them, send it to, send it to LA, LA Chargers, and get Melvin Gordon and, and send Clowney to the Dolphins? I, I you know, I, I don't, that's interesting. That'd be interesting. The question would be again, what what picks would be involved, things of that nature. Because clearly, in that yeah, in that metaphor, in in that scenario, the Texans win. They fill a huge running back need with Lamar Miller going down. Getting Melvin Gordon, he is far better option than um, uh, the current running back Duke Johnson uh, Jr. Duke, or the yeah. rookie. Could they give Melvin Gordon a big contract though? I don't think they could. I mean, I don't know what their salary could. Uh, he, I mean, if they're not giving it to, we got to think they franchise tag Clowney at fifteen. Yeah, a, a top running back would probably get. They gave someone a contract. 13. Who else did they give a contract? Watt a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, they do have someone the, got one this year. A receiver there, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that, that was, that was year? last year. I believe that yeah. was last okay. year. Now they also do have. Deshaun Watson will be coming up the next couple of years as well. And he's probably, not a rookie. He's That's a why second. time's limited. They've yeah. got a second uh, wide receiver over there. Um, who's the second? He Will Fuller. Yeah, he made some noise last year. Yeah, I'm sure he's coming. He's coming up soon. Well, how much? Uh, how much longer is Lamar on a contract? I think actually Lamar may be in. Isn't the, it his year? The last year. Of I his think contract. you're right. I definitely heard that for sure. Um, so I don't know if they're going to offer that's him. That's interesting. Again, extension. that would that would fill needs for everyone involved there. They have um, Frank Gore though. The the real question is, don't they? Not Frank Gore. Sorry, um, from Cleveland. Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke Jr. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Duke he, Johnson, I, I Frank like, Gore. It I sounds like the same, right? Rob's not a big fan of Duke Johnson. Those I, are both I country like ass it. names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say in this league, it's always better to have a one-two punch. But um, 
it's just interesting because you've never seen Duke Johnson carry the mantle. Now, not not saying he wasn't ever given the opportunity in Cleveland. Number one highest rusher at the U. He was. Really? Of yeah. all time? All time. Yeah, he started as freshman. Over Willis. Hmm. That's, that's, yep. Now, the one thing about him, though, is we got to see him last year with um, Cleveland when they brought Nick Chubb and started Nick Chubb, and Duke Johnson pretty much disappeared from that offense. When that offense really started to get going. I don't understand why, either. He's a good pass catching receiver. Very good. Maybe That's why he, they brought him to Houston. Maybe he can't pass. Maybe he can't. I run, don't think uh, he's a number pass one. block. I, mean, he, I, I don't think I don't he's a number one. Ouch! I, I'm excited for my guy. I want to see him. I want to see what he can do. Now he could blow up. We've seen plenty of situations like this where the pass catching back. If they had a better offensive line, look at Darren. Be, I mean, Darren Sproles. I would feel better for him if he had a, a better offensive line. But I don't think their offensive line that, is that great. In Cleveland, no. In Houston, in Houston, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, they can't keep their quarterback clean. So, I mean, that's a definitely interesting rumor, Scott. Um, now, the other big definitely won't come true. It definitely <laughs> won't. That, that would be a dream scenario, I think, for everyone except for the the Dolphins. Let's talk know. about someone else now. We Who's got. That? So Carly Lloyd, and she's about to be the best kicker in the NFL, I think. Now, this according is, to that video I saw of her at the Ravens game, pregame another, practice. I don't know what it was. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles practice. Ravens, same there. thing. So They're birds. All right, give me a break. <laughs> another interesting story. She actually is drawing interest from several NFL teams. Um, now. The interest is for her to come try out I saw, for this Thursday preseason, but there is actually yeah. a Team USA game, so they doubt it will be this year. And she is, I think, 37 or 38, so it's not like she's in a huge window of opportunity. And yes, even, I saw she wants a year to train. Yes. Which, which is smart. smart. Well, and at the same time, uh, Adam Vinatieri, the great legendary kicker that he is, mm-hmm. uh, had some comments where he said she looked great in that, but it's a whole different ball game. When you're facing a live pass, yeah. When you got a guy on the wing, you don't have all the time in the world bearing down on you. But I didn't think she took forever, did she? She did not. And no matter what you say, how many people do you know can kick kick. can kick a 55 yard field goal? Not much. Bears having trouble finding one. Um, And on Bears Twitter, I saw a Photoshop of her in a uniform. Didn't look bad. I mean, Scott, we know where you are on this. You know, you've been looking for a kicker for a few years now. Well, so they we might have found someone. Uh, what was his fucking name? Something something foreign sounding. I remember that. Um, well, while Scott's looking that up, let me I just, know his name. God damn it! Let me just throw some Carly Lloyd stats out out there. We're talking about she has scored 113 goals for Team USA. That's just USA. Uh, competition and 52 assists. So Alshes is someone who has been in pressure situations. Just scored three goals in the latest uh, latest World Cup victory for the USA women's national team. She handles big pressure situations, and obviously she can kick the hell out of a ball. It's what she does for a living. And we've seen many of great soccer players turn into great kickers. So my it, only question go ahead I'll say it, it may not be Carly Lloyd again she is 37 38 mm. 
you know, that's that's old for even a kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could open the path to other women soccer players, younger, who can also kick the shit out of the ball to be able to come and make it in the NFL. My question, I mean, how does this, you know, it, this is going to pick up quick if this happens because then you have to segregate locker rooms. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. Where's One lady, not, I say go for it. She, so you're telling me you're going to put her put her in, on the field? In pre, well, I'm not. I'm talking in the locker room. In pre, you're in preseason. These places are so big. You, you're you have ninety we, players. We had a female kicker in high school. And how did that work? Because I damn sure don't remember. Not well. Just like any other I, high school I have, kickers, I have drank way too much. Remember, they didn't kick them. well. Just like most high school kickers. I am talking I just strictly the locker room deal. It's it's definitely interesting. Here we go. Scenario. I'm bringing up the hot news. It's Pinero, Pinero. That sounds like a uh, Pinero. I would go with Pinero. Pinero is definitely Bears a kicker. fast food Italian joint that is in <laughs> yeah. Upper Chicago. You guys want a sub tonight? Yeah. He, he did nail a 58 yarder, and he is five of six. Dead nuts. 58 yarder. Dead nuts. 23. Watched, where did he go to school at? In preseason. Where does this? Does that matter for a kicker? I, I'm just uh, curious. The guy from Florida State that hasn't looked good. Yeah, the guy who won like two of the kicker yeah. awards. Yeah, yeah. What Eddie, happened there? Eddie Pinero got paid and said fuck it. Went his name? to ASA College. I don't know what that is. I don't think Eddie Pinero knows what ASA College is. He knows he can kick. He hit a 50, 54. <laughs> oh, Florida. He went to Florida. There we go. He's a gator. I feel less great about him, but whatever. It's just my own bias. Um, Alright, so that's enough about the news. Do we have anything else? One, one last check. I've, I've got no more news that I found interesting to share. Brandon? On to the next. There's a lot. There's been a lot of retirement talk in the NFL to one person. A person only. Who could that be? I believe the answer you're looking for is Doug Baldwin. Yes. Doug Baldwin uh, retired uh, after the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks uh, didn't want to bring him back, and he retired. A lot of health issues for Doug. Missed some time last year and the year before. But still a young enough man, he could have easily got a contract anywhere else. Yeah, but here's the thing. I know this case is not well known, but similar. Someone who got hurt a lot. Uh, Andrew Luck, I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, did he play tailback somewhere? I think he was a quarterback. But anyway, a lot of there's a lot of talk in the NFL about leaving early, getting your money, getting it done, and getting out of there. Because Andrew Luck definitely got paid. He he got his contract, and the Colts, God bless him, not trying to collect twenty four million dollars. I I know I would be. That dude's to gonna donate it on kids, probably, or whatever, or life adventures. But good for them. If you're thinking about it. I, I compiled a list of just some names who have, for really a surprise, we, we have that one of the first guys I remember doing this, I don't know if you guys recall, uh, Zach Borland. He was a uh, linebacker out of Wisconsin, played a couple years in the NFL, um, actually had a great like breakout season, uh, I think like led all rookies in tackles, and then just up and retired because he had had, 
I think, six concussions by the time he was like 24. Is his dad named Al? I don't think it's anything to do with That's Al a Warren. home improvement joke. Um, We're getting older. Joe Thomas, <laughs> and as well as multiple, we've seen multiple offensive linemen retire young. Uh, Joe Thomas is probably just the most well-known. He retired, and he was like, still in his early 30s. Early, yep. Um, also, we just talked about Doug Baldwin again, another early receiver, early age receiver. Uh, probably the most two famous, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, also for sure. retired this year, twenty nine years old, just like in Andrew Luck, twenty nine retired. Both of them having health issues, and you're seeing a major push across the NFL where these guys are getting hurt and they're starting to really care about. It. Now, now that could go into a couple factors. Obviously, um, there's a story. This week about Ron McClain, and we've heard other sad, tragic stories about some of the CT issues around the league. Uh, Ron was reaching out and had some serious tweets um, about his overall health and mental health uh, concerns that he has. Yeah, about how he couldn't sleep after the Super Bowl because of his calf injury, I believe. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact details of the article. I know he, he's a man who's had some a lot of serious health concerns, and it's really started to affect him. And he's only, I think, 36, 37. Well, you know, this is going to definitely come up during the negotiations on the new contract. Yeah. I think the players' union is going to try to ask for the NFL to take care of these players after they retire. And they do. I mean, there's there's good insurance if you pay in the if you play in the league. Um, I want to say it's five years or more. You you get a, a a very good compensation package for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, a couple of guys that we did leave out from that list: Calvin Johnson. Calvin, that's was, a great example. Who was thirty? True. And Barry Sanders back in '99, one of the probably the best running back uh, that we. Never really got to see, I guess, because we were younger. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of people we could name in that list. It's more so just the fact that when Barry Sanders retired, who else could you name that retired around the same time as him? Yeah. Um, Robert Smith for the Vikings, same thing. It's like there's great guys retired, but they were more of a blip on the radar versus now it seems like it's starting to pick up more steam and be more of a trend. And and here's what I'll say: the um, it, it's a different generation these days. You know, we are unfortunately part of the millennial gap that gets a lot of flack, but it's there's a reason why job hopping right now is very big. It's because millennials aren't content. And l- let's look at Andrew Luck. Let's look at Calvin Johnson. These dudes have made big boy money. Andrew Luck has been in the league six going on seven years, already made $100 million. If I'm good for the rest of my life, my kids, their college is paid off, well, why, why am I going to bang myself up? I, I mean, I guess it's to, to do a sport that I love, but, I mean, if I'm paid and I'm not into it and I'm always injured, fuck, I mean, this dude, this dude went to Stanford he yeah. can get a job just about anywhere. He's got anywhere. an architectural degree. So, somebody, uh, the kicker, Pat McAfee, said he is the smartest guy he's ever met. And if you've ever heard Andrew Luck talk, he sounds like someone who went to Stanford. He sounds like he is an incredibly 
intellectual person who understands that the world is bigger, and he's obviously addressed that the world's bigger than football. But I think it has less to do with the millennial thing. Grandpa Brandon over here. Uh, <laughs> old man. He is the old man. Old group. man. Now he's a doctor. Now that um, with all the health concerns that these older players are having and the people who can't walk, the horror stories you hear, why wouldn't you get out of 30? Why would you keep going when you made all that money? It's not worth it. It, it doesn't help anybody but the owner and I guess the fans. But if you're a fan, you should understand like you're a person too. These are people, mm-hmm. and they deserve a high quality of life after they're done with their career, or just a part of their career. I mean, that's ten years of their life. That's it. That's that's nothing. It's nothing. I mean, there had to be something going on to where the person who who gets hit least, may, but let's leave out kickers and punters. The person who gets out who gets hit least. Is wanting to leave because he's mentally drained, because he's physically hurt, because he's tired of rehabbing. Something's got to give. Now, I think there's something. I don't think that the Colts' upper management handled his injuries right. and He played through a lot. I think he's played it, through a lot. And they never put offensive line around him. Yeah. Started with the previous GM who drafted a skill position uh, after Peyton Manning left. And they probably drafted skill position so that when Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Edron James left, Dallas Clark left, that there was, you know, that they could be comparable in scoring. But what they didn't do was take care of that number one pick. And that's why he got his ass, you know, he was on the ground, uh, I want to say the most out of any quarterback 2016-17. Yeah. Didn't they have? Didn't there? Isn't there GM here? You go, worst boss ever. They got a new one now. I know that uh, Ballard, right? Ballard, was, who's done a good job. He he yes he has he's made some good. Um, Brian Grigson was his name. Yes. This is an old article here, but that's his name. And then there's been a lot of bad things come about him, and there's a reason Pat back if he quit the organization. And it wasn't Jim Irsay. Yeah. So. Although he gave Jim Irsay a lot of love. That's what I mean. It wasn't him. It was yeah. the GM. But the you know, guy. somebody who didn't give him a lot of love was Bill Belichick. Apparently he had no idea. <laughs> that Andrew, Apparently he had Bill, no I don't idea. believe a word that comes out of Bill <laughs> Belichick's mouth. Okay. But I would like to see his tapes. He's got good tapes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But uh, regardless, I think that's enough of that chatter well, about that shit. I think, honestly, it's a good lead-in to um, the next topic, talking about all these NFL players retiring early. Um, high school sports participation. There's an article that was published um, for the first time in 30 years. This is the Nat- Nat- National Federation of State High School Associations. That's a fucking mouthful. Yes, First time a, in th- an old white lady came up with that name. Yes, yes. Uh, but first time in thirty years, high school sports participation is down. Um, in uh, 2018-2019 school year, there's a decline. That's of, in Ohio, correct? This, this is, is nationally. nationally, okay. Yes, it's uh, the person. The first time since uh, 88-89, they found a 
uh, decline in numbers. Now, what's crazy is it's really affecting um, 11-player football. So basically, football as we know it. And basketball. And basketball. Two of the major high school sports people play, there has been a decline. Now, in basketball, it's funny. It's actually been in boys and girls. Uh, basketball decline. So this gets right back into what I was just talking about. Millennials don't want to be coached. They're they're tired of getting screamed at. They they want a job hop to whatever easiest to These whatever are better. Uh, this is Generation Z. Generation Z, which which is a which is a microcosm of 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 uh, the young generation before them, and. Uh, now I looked up the Ohio numbers. So Ohio has went from 30k to 31k in in players um, that 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 are not coming out now. But now it's still over a million. But just that yeah. significant drop, um, you're gonna feel that. So so it's very interesting. You know, we, we play a lot of. Um, we play a lot of teams that can't staff three levels. That's what it is. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with resources and schools. I think football teams are getting cut, especially 11-man teams, because you just have to have the amount of volume to have those teams. You have to have the kids, and you have to start the kids in middle school. And on top of that, you got parents that are not letting their kids play football. God, They will not let their kids play football. And – I can understand why. I don't disregard their thoughts uh, because I think they could make the game safer. I, I think it's an interesting point, but um, you know, I think the parents need to let their kids get coached. You know, for a lot of us, football was a great sport in the sense that it showed us dedication, it showed us working in a team, it showed us highs and lows. So when you take that from a kid, I understand that completely. And, and now you know everything in generation. This next generation is participation trophies and and just doing the right thing and getting a trophy for any win or lose. You know, I, I don't think I think that's something that will swing back. I think it were that's something that you know all this individualism uh, is. It's happened before, not maybe to like such a degree. But we're all we're super focused on ourselves now. We're getting way too into this. But anyway, um, I think it it has a lot to do with resources too, because I don't think schools are funded that well, and it's expensive to have a big stadium. And I think there's a lot of flight to public or private schools right now, especially in our area. I hear of a lot more people that are sending their kids to private schools over public schools. Uh, I think it might have something to do with it. I know homeschooling is on the rise, too. Um, and I think it just all adds into it. Now, they also found since 2012, lacrosse has increased by 19%. And that's boys and, and girls. And soccer is up 9%. And, and both of those sports have gotten a lot more popular. A lot bigger. Especially in this area, and I'm sure across the United States. Um, and they're safer. You don't have to they put them on and run into each other. Contact. I will say, I remember playing football with broken helmets and, and terrible pads. Really? Shit that didn't fit right. Really? Really. I really remember that vividly. Well, and again, I'll, I'll point this out, and this is, you know, I'm sure you guys can attest to this too. 
um, with concussions, particularly in football, I know for a fact I've gotten two concussions from when I actually played uh, competitive football, and neither of which I reported to anybody. I went back on the field immediately when it was my time again. I would 100% agree with that. I've definitely went on the field dizzy. Uh, you know, you kind of just shake yourself out of it. I, um, yeah. But I remember I remember specifically one play where, like, I was doing fine and I got hit in the head. And I went out for the next play and all of a sudden I couldn't block as hard. Like, I just couldn't punch. I, I felt like I didn't have death perception to push someone. And that was, like, such a weak hit when I was playing tackle. Like, it was like, I couldn't figure out what was going on with my body. Yeah, uh, when I had my first one that I recall, um, I literally hit a opposing player helmet to helmet. And I walked off the field, and it was just, I literally just heard ring. People were talking to me, and I was looking at them because I knew they were talking to me. But all I heard was, like, Charlie Brown voices because of the ringing. Yeah. And, uh... I immediately, when it was my turn for the offense to go back on the field, I hopped back on the field, just fired out and hit people. Um, um, surprisingly, girls wrestling has grown by 27%. That's nuts. And I think that's 100% contributed. Girls wrestling. girls wrestling. That's contributed to the rise of female UFC fighting. Oh, I would. 100,000%. I would that is Ronda Rousey. Totally, totally agree on the world. Totally right agree. Side note, Side even note. though it's not on here. Speaking of girls wrestling, girls UFC, uh, the main event on the fight card uh, this weekend is another. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, the names are escaping me, but uh, you want me to pull it up. Yes, yes. On is UFC it, or is it Bellator? Uh, it is on ESPN. It's ESPN card. It is a UFC fight. Oh, is this in China? Uh, yes, it's Zhang. In I Shanghai? Think. Yes. I'm trying no. I'm trying to think of... Um, oh, no. I can't remember the city. I know what it is. It's... Uh, oh, why, no, why are these names escaping me here? Oh, there's so many fighters I can't keep up. Um... But I believe it's actually for the belt. Yes, Jessica Andrade. Who is it? Zong? And Zong. Uh, Zhang. Zhang Wang. There it is. Looks, she's, lo- she's a Chinese, right? Yeah, 19, I mean, she, 19. Shenzhen. Shenzhen, China. That's where they make all the electronics right there. Yes, 19 and 1 is Zhang. That, this looks like a really good fight. But definitely China. A lot of big Chinese guys on the card there. Yeah. Um, but undercards people are never. Just heard the of. main event. Jessica Andrade is an animal. Um, nineteen and one Zhang uh, looks looks like it could be a good good fight, good competition. That was nice to bring up. Appreciate it, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Want to move on to our next topic here? Yeah. Let's move on to our favorite topic. I think of the day. The outlook for the. Uh, 2019-2020 fantasy football season. Let's see what we're doing here. Fantasy football. Let's look up the rankings on ESPN. Even though I hate them, let's just still do it anyway. That's what we use, right? No. Uh, we, we use, we, Yahoo, we use Yahoo, but honestly, it's all the same. Uh, you want to look at PPR? Uh, yeah, let's look at PPR, and then uh, we'll read off the top ten here. Very. And I'm really actually, once we read off the top 10, I'm really interested to hear uh, the doctor's take as a Rams fan on 
where to draft Todd Gurley because that's been a huge, huge topic. Um, right now, the top ten according to ESPN: Saquon Barkley number Matthew one, Barry specifically, Christian McCaffrey number two, Alvin Kamara number three, David Johnson four, Devontae Adams five, DeAndre Hopkins six, Todd Gurley seventh. James Conner, 8th, Joe Mixon, 9, and OBJ filling out the top 10 at number 10. So before we get into more of those rankings, Let's Todd, Gurley, Todd Gurley at number 7. Uh, where do you rank him? Because at number 7 means he's a first-round pick. With the injuries he's dealing with and all the... The rumors and things we are hearing. Brandon, as a Rams fan, what are you thinking? Uh, I think it's interesting that you put David Johnson Johnson ahead of him. At number Ooh. four, that does seem that seems crazy, especially with a rookie quarterback. Now, I guess if you take that into consideration, rookie quarterback, they might be handing him the rock. Might be more dump offs. Um, I I. I think it's very interesting. I, I've seen Todd uh, Gurley even lower than that. I've seen I've seen him as low as the twelve thirteen range. Um, I think the Rams probably do open up their offense a little bit this year, since they, as of now, have four healthy receivers. And uh, again, as we discussed last week, all one or two uh, two uh, receivers in the NFL, depending on what team you're on. Um, so I think uh, Sean McVay will be a lot smarter this year. Last year we pounded the rock and pounded the rock, and then, you know, come week 14, 15, uh, 13, 14, 15, we, you know, Todd, Todd Gurley got hurt. He ran out of gas. We had to sign C.J. Anderson, and he carried us the rest of the way. So I do think uh, it will be a different system this year. I think the Rams um, – you know, Todd Gurley, if you get him inside the top 10, I, I think it's okay. Um, but I'm definitely not taking David Johnson that high. So, in your mind, let's say you had 10-team league, you had the number 9 pick, and then it looped around to the number 12 pick in the second round. Todd Gurley's there. You take him all day. If Todd Gurley's available at nine, I'm taking him. Um, and then you know, I you know, there's some other people that, that over are, David Johnson for sure. Over David Johnson for sure. Yeah. If there there's other situations that are interesting, where do you gra- draft Zeke? That he's still holding out. Will that go into the season? Will that affect you know the his 16 game reign? The same thing with with uh, Mr. Melvin Gordon. Um, so, so I think those three in particular are very intriguing heading into drafts. Uh, just for uh, sake, um, Zeke is ranked number 11. Melvin Gordon actually way down there at number 43 with uh, James White, David Montgomery, Marlon Mack, uh, some other running backs that are actually listed ahead of him. Hmm. I think Todd Gurley's a first-round pick, 100%. My take on Zeke, because he has 
a big question mark of how is he going to play all games or not. Definitely not a first rounder. But if I don't have a running back, say I took ten, I got the it's the tenth pick, and he's there on the eleventh pick too, or you know what I mean. If I could get two picks, I might pick him for the first pick in the second round. I, I think Zeke will come back quicker, a lot, a lot quicker than jo- than uh, than uh, Mr. Melvin Gordon. I will be interested to see where where he comes back. You know, if the char- it, it, it's not uncommon for the Chargers to get off to a bad start, right? Sure. And, Very uh, true. They they'll finish hot. So I'm just wondering how long these. Te- I don't. I, again, I don't think the Cowboys wait that long. If they start off zero and one, zero and two, I think they sign. They drop the money. Yeah. If the Chargers do that, I'd be interested. I'm interested to see what they'll do. Now, I guess a real perspective to bring up here, especially after last year. Do you think the Le'Veon Bell situation from last year, where most people drafted him as a top three pick, do you think that affects Zeke if going into Thursday of this week, or sorry, of next week, he is not signed? I think that affects people who drafted him. If you didn't draft, um, well, let's just say you haven't drafted yet, and you're going into a fresh yeah. draft, and you are looking at the fact, hey, yeah. I think if you drafted Bell last year and he he didn't play all year, and you seen what your team looked like because it probably wasn't as good as the other teams, I think that that affects you psychologically. Now, if you didn't draft him, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. True. 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 Everyone says true around here. Let's see. Um, we gonna talk about any predictions? Uh, well, I mean, who's gonna be hot? If we're looking, just if I'm just who's looking through not? here, the top twenty. Um, obviously, before I talk about David Johnson, now I think David Johnson is gonna probably be a top ten running back, hands down. Number four. That does seem like a big stretch. I'd almost agree, too, that James Conner at uh, number eight, the sixth best running back court in ESPN, is a big stretch in my eyes. You think that comes down to offensive linemen? Not even that. As, As much as I hate Antonio Brown, when you miss Antonio Brown from your wide receiver core, that means it's probably one more person in the box. And James Conner did kind of catch a lot of people by surprise last year. Very true. Not happening this year. Now, David Johnson, um, who's their quarterback now? I just want to uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Very mobile. Correct. So that's going to take away from David Johnson a little bit, I think. And I, I have a good feeling that Kyler Murray will probably be a lit gun shy. So if he feels pressure, instead of looking at the dump off, which is where take David a, Johnson has made a killing... Yes. He's going to take off. Yes. I'd almost 100%. also, I, I was talking uh, earlier to the doctor about Saquon Barkley, number one overall running back. I have seen some things where people have basically said, with no OBJ, that they are just going, if you are an opposing defense, you just load the box and you beg Eli Manning or Daniel Jones to beat you through the air. And if you've got seven or eight in the box, that's going to make it really tough to Saquon Barkley to break out. Maybe, but I think Eli can hit a hit a lick, son. He 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 could he could. I still think if you're Saquon Barkley fans, 
he's going to go in the top three no matter what. But it would not shock me if he didn't finish as. It really depends on the scheme they come out with. This is true. This is true. I think, uh, I mean, Eli Manning is who he is. We've seen how his brother kind of tapered off. Uh, luckily, he had a fantastic defense to lead him to the Super Bowl before he retired. I don't think Eli Manning will be much worth much of anything, especially with um, their, one of their receivers hurt, the other one suspended the first four games. True. Yeah. I mean, who, who the hell is he going to throw to besides Saquon? Good point. Great points. Um, so, I mean, if we're talking, looking at the list here, just looking at your, your teams and what you're thinking about, do you have any thoughts or predictions? Maybe even a, uh, let's let's start with you, Scott. Yes, let's start with the Bears because it's do you have Do you have any Bears fantasy predictions or someone we should look out for? Hot Bears tip. Draft their defense. <laughs> because they're going to be one of the best defenses. That's The number sure. one defense last year. Yep. Now uh, is Cleo Mack still playing? I think, I think he's still playing. Yeah, if Cleo Mack's on your team, I think you're pretty. I thought he retired, but I guess I'll ask Bill Belichick. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I bet he knows that Cleo Mack's not retired for sure. Yeah. Uh, Now, what's your thoughts? I know we spoke about David Montgomery for a little stint last week. Steal if you can get him in the fifth, fortieth, fortieth overall. On ESPN's list, and from what I've heard, fifth round, I think I, I think I saw. I was telling you about a bold prediction that they think Dave Montgomery could finish within the top ten running backs. In the wow, game. I mean, I, I just don't think Cohen is that type of inside the inside the tackle runner. He's obviously obviously when they get inside the goal line, who are they going to? Montgomery. That's right? going to be Montgomery for so sure. He's pretty much replacing Jordan Howard, and that's where Jordan Howard had almost all of his value. Here's where it depends for me. My the biggest question mark is the Bears guard and center switched positions. Okay, how's that going to roll out? And if they're not getting a good push in the middle, they're going to have trouble. And this this is true fan speed coming out. I was a real worry that I have. I, I mean, you know? I, I guess you wouldn't make that move. You wouldn't if, unless it showed real yeah, promise. Yeah. But Otherwise, you do that in practice for twenty minutes, and you said, "What in the blue hell is going Sometimes on?" Sometimes someone match? comes, moves to center, and they're fucking great. I'm not sure if this dude has prior experience or not. I haven't looked that far into it, to be honest. So, and I know that I've seen transitions go badly when we're talking moving to center because you got a whole lot more responsibility. You yeah, make sure you gotta make all clean. the calls. Yeah, yep. So uh, it just depends. That's my biggest question mark and depth. Don't have a lot of depth. I know our tackles. Um, in our number two, we're not 100% sure on. You know, who's going to be our swing the guy that jumps up there? And uh, it's just not a strong point. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why they attack the perimeter with these dump passes, which helps pull those linebackers out and, and get you less pressure off the middle. And, and that's part of the scheme, for sure. I think even last year they... But I like uh, him. He runs well. They played. They played Jordan Howard early on. They played Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen together. So mm-hmm. I'll be Very interested true. to see if they if they do that yep. with David. That allows for a lot. They I guarantee they will because I think David has more flexibility 
And in the grand scheme of things, then, uh, Jordan did. You break down the Bears' wide receivers. Allen Robinson's he's all right. Taylor Gabriel's all right. Speed. Who's the tight end that's really good? Their current tight end. I don't even know who their current tight end is. I think it's um the uh, to answer your question though. No, I think it's, uh, he's okay. He's I not think the if you get. Uh, here we go, here we go. Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Yeah. He, he gets Solid. a raise. Solid. Yeah. I, I think if you get uh, David Montgomery in the fourth round. Um, if you sit there in the fifth round, I'm taking him all day. Fifth. Not before the fourth. I, fourth? I, I would say fourth, you think fourth. Potentially even late third. Really? Late third. Depends. It depends. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on you know, yeah. how your draft strategy is. 10 team, is. 12 team. If I got two strong running backs already, I'm not taking <laughs> him over... <laughs> If I got two strong running backs and then there's a, a t- you know a top tier QB in the fourth round, I'm thinking about taking him. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Rams, what are we thinking? So uh, you know everybody's talking about Todd Gurley, still ranked in the top ten. Obviously, we got Brandon Cooks deep ball. Obviously, you have um, you have uh, who's our second. Uh, receiver Robert side. Woods, Cooper R- Cup. Robert Woods. Um, Thank you. The name here, Robert. Yeah. Automatic. Here's a couple of guys that I'm going to mention. Golf has been highly praised in the preseason. Where's, Again, he, where's he in the quarterbacks list? Uh, he So, off what I was just looking at, he was ranked 18th overall. Ahead Ten. of Drew Brees in, in one. 10th. Uh, on this list. 10th overall quarterback. 10th overall. Drew Brees at 11. I don't know how you can put Cam Newton ahead of. I don't know how you put Cam Newton in the top ten right now. If this overdrew so, so Cam Newton, I heard an interesting stat last year. You know they started six and ten, six and two last year, and before he got hurt, they I mean they were uh, number one ahead of the in their division by I want to say two games, yeah, and then he gets hurt and they proceed True. to to shit. Cam Newton is a better fantasy quarterback than he is on the field quarterback. I hear you. He's got a, I like mean, you, a 56% you, accuracy rating. What, what can you say strong. about 6 and 2 though? I mean, 6 and 2 is a solid rating. Not bad. Well, he's he's talking to a Super Not Bowl. Bad. He, he's proven he's him to a Super Bowl. He's proven he has the skills, but after a shoulder injury like that to the throwing shoulder, I don't know how you can reasonably assume with with let's be honest, a mediocre wide receiver Depth chart depends. Is he slowing down at all? Is he still got? The he leg sprained injury? his ankle in the preseason. Yeah, he plays the Rams week one. You know we're going to. That's send a the big pressure. part of his game. Uh, I, so what I'm hearing, he can scramble out and pick you up 10, 20 not yards. Even not. Is that in LA? Yeah, you're right. Uh, I want to say it's in Carolina. Oh, either way, I don't think Cam Newton's a starter. And uh, by then, no. Kyler Murray ranked number seven. You have Kyler you don't Murray. Think he's- he, he starts week one? No, I don't think he is a fantasy. Correction, let me correct oh, this. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he is a fantasy yeah. I starter thought you meant he's going to be one. hurt by then, in, which is possible. Yeah, I don't think anybody takes him. Yeah. yeah. but um, uh, So you think Goff is... So, so Goff, again, uh, and, and some of the uh, rankings that I've seen is ranked ahead of Drew Brees. Again, 18th overall in the NFL.com poll. Uh, another guy to look at, Henderson. You never know what's going to happen with, with Todd Gurley. Uh, so he he's a good solid option option if you get him sixth seventh round and then who can't love Cooper Cup who is uh, golf's pretty much security blanket coming back yeah. off of that injury they've also said he's looked well 
So those those three for my for my Rams. Feels like he's always getting a crower out. When off his he'll pop when, around when, and get, boom. when healthy and running on all cylinders, Cooper Cup has the most fantasy value on that team. It's just a little Brandon Cooks is pretty much down. just the over the top guy. He's your big play. He's guy, your deep right? threat. Yep. Uh, Robert Woods is uh, he's middling. Uh, he'll get you those middle routes, yep. middle of the field routes, ten Cooper, to twenty yard routes. All Cooper, very important for a team. Cooper Cup is your seven catches, seventy yards in a TD. For and and just you know, in case anybody doesn't know, golf loves to throw to him on third down. Again, as I said, security blanket for that. Big time. You know, keep the chains moving. Plus, I mean, when you have to fight for points on a team with Todd Gurley, I mean, you're going to have an issue. Yeah. So, Gurley goes down, his value probably goes up. I, yeah. I agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. Um, actually, I was looking at quarterbacks here, and, and I think, here's my opinion, that um, every year, Phillip Rivers is just underrated coming into the season. Every year. Every year. He killed it last year. year. He is a, like a top ten fantasy quarterback almost every year. Yet he every always year is they out hate of the him. top ten. They hate on him. They always think it's going to be his last one. And, he's and I love one. the way Phillip plays in always your fire. face, always talking sh- stuff to a defensive lineman. I'm glad you corrected because he doesn't talk shit. He does just talk stuff. Yeah, you, true. No, no cursing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Let's let's go uh, on to what about the Bengals? Oh, so I know, sorry, I know we do. They have a reason to be. We want to skip them. I yeah. understand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, now I think the obvious choice, especially with AJ Green being out, is Joe Mixon. Of course, he's already rated, ranked, um, I believe, number nine. I believe it was on the list. Um, he's going to be a stud this year, and I honestly, I think he could finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could finish within the top. Seventh. Seventh on the running backs, ninth overall. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, I think he'd finish top five running backs. I, I think he could, and that's not a huge jump that they're saying he's going to number seven, the top five. I'd take him at the ninth pick all day. All he day. Is, he is a first-round pick day. all day. I think he is ahead of David Johnson and James Conner. In my mind, I think Joe Mixon is the number five running back. I right think now. he's going to go quick in our league. I, I think he is, too. I think he's two. Mostly because we're all now we're in Cincinnati, so we know about it. Let sure. me get deep on you. Uh oh. Like you talking like eighteen team leagues? Uh, <laughs> no, not that deep. Oh, I think especially as the year goes on, the guy I think could have good fantasy value later in this year. Yeah, and probably end up being a great fantasy producer. Who's this Robert? CJ Uzama, tight end. Tyler Eifert is still there, but Tyler Eifert's just so injury-prone, and he really, at this point, has just become a red zone target. I I just don't trust him. Last year, especially when Croft went down, you really saw Uzama develop a good connection with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton does like his tight ends. He is a short-pass guy. Uzama has ability to... Break a tackle and take it for some yards. He has touchdown ability. Do you even draft him though, or do you just pick him up? I don't think Uzama is a draftable person at this point in time. Maybe if you're looking last 
one or two rounds for just a backup tight end, possibly. Who doesn't play? Oh, no, because he's not even a starter. So. But I think around – now, he could be the starter. But he's not. So you can't guarantee him that he's going to play during your but bye I week think, I think for your number around one tight week end. four or five, I think he's going to be a hot commodity. He's a, picked up. He's I, an instant pickup on, on free agent waivers or whatever. Talk to me. If Eifert goes down. About A.J. Green. Where do you back. take him? No, um, I don't touch him. Don't touch him at all. Seventh round, you don't touch him. I said, for A.J. Green. Maybe. If it hits the sixth round and I'm still looking for a number two wide receiver, maybe even a number three at that point, and um, A.J. Green's still there, I take him. Now, maybe A.J. Green in our league is not going to go past the fourth round. Someone's going to take him. Yeah, because we've got them done. Just where we're at. But overall, there's when he's on the field, he provides value, and that's the one that you can say. Agreed, one hundred percent. I would probably think about picking him up because by then I would say I have two good wide receivers, especially in a twelve man league. We can find that trade bait, trade bait. This is a, that's why I would look at him in like the late rounds, seventh, eighth, trade bait, and there's no one else good in the. In, in my mind, he's going to be... By a, then, I'm playing top of the draft board. What's in, on there? In my mind, he's a fifth or sixth round pick. Probably. A fifth or sixth round pick. I personally, I just wouldn't stay away from him. I would stay away from him because it's a nasty injury. Do they have a timeline yet? Um, it's it's, it's They haven't had anything concrete on it. Yep. That, that worries me. So, I think that's enough fantasy. That's a good 20 minutes we've covered on fantasy. There's been some good insight in there. And obviously, as the year goes on, we're going to talk more fantasy. And we'll be proved wrong, completely wrong about oh, anything. Oh, I you think said. that's something we'll have to do. I think that's something we're going to have to do. Uh, maybe like a, by week six, you know, where we're right, where we're wrong. That's a good idea. Year, where we're right, where Colin we're wrong. Colin Cowherd's uh, most, popular, uh, most popular hours when he admits yeah. when he's wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's things. I will say, we are all, besides the doctor, good enough men to admit when we are wrong. Well, now you sound like my uh, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Smart woman. Uh, <laughs> Smart woman. All right, Brandon. Brandon Let's I, get into your your pet peeves. We, we've got some real good What's hot on, rants Lydia? for this week. The We're, doctor's pet peeves is here. I tell you what really got me my blood a bu- 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 boiling this week was listening to Jim Harbaugh talk about the SEC and how... Their players are how how they're cheating, how their universities are cheating, because they're not academically doing the right things. Let me tell you, buddy, this ain't Stanford no more. You criticized Michigan a few years ago. You criticized them for cutting corners academically for its football players. Now that Michigan under your spell, is this prestigious college that does all the right things academically. Now you want to go after somebody else. If you, if you want to attack schools, that's fine. But go back to the Pac-12. Go back to Stanford. Michigan isn't known as this highly, highly rated, great place where you can... It's a great education. It's not a Stanford. It, it, it's not an Ivy League school. 
just back down a little bit, son. He took a shot at OSU, which they continued to do, continued to do. We tried to stay, we tried to, we tried to uh, trademark the Ohio State University, and Michigan wants to trademark the Michigan. Now, come on, on now. Still come on, on now. now. I mean, uh, just hardball, just, again, just focus on winning. Brandon doesn't let things go, folks. I think uh, it's just smokescreen because I don't think his team's going to be that great. At least they're overhyped. I still think they'll win the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, you're son of a bitch. I forgot you said that. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Clearly the doctor is uh, an alcoholic and doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right. Scott, we've talked about the Bears. talked about some fantasy value. The Bears have been predicted to be last in the AFC North. Or By sorry, whom? NFC North. By whom? No way. By whom? Uh, that would be Yahoo Sports. Nope. Incorrect. Sports Illustrated. Oh, Sports These Illustrated. These are some dumb motherfuckers. And I just realized that I retweeted their shit fucking today and I didn't realize it was Sports Illustrated and these dumb motherfuckers because I forgot I thought it was Yahoo Sports too apologies <laughs> to Yahoo Sports you just reported it <coughs> these dumb motherfuckers think <coughs> that the Bears they're gonna come in last past Green Bay past the Vikings the Vikings have a strong team I think Green Bay I think they got some work to do but the Detroit Lions, you think that the Detroit Lions are going to do better than the fucking Bears? I think you're wrong. They predicted them to go. Let me find this fucking record that they predicted. Uh, I can't see it in this goddamn. I would screen. be shocked. Seven and nine. Seven and I nine. I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if seven and nine is the last place team in that division. Trubisky gets hurt. Maybe. Maybe. That team didn't get worse. They didn't get worse, and I can't say that other teams in that league got better. Here's what I think all three teams, besides the Lions, can make the playoffs next year. Very true. I think that too. And I think the only place that the Bears, I don't even think the Bears, I don't, the only department they got worse in, excluding special teams. Maybe they got a little worse. I'm not Can you really get sure. worse than what you were? You I can't. still think the, the Bears win the division. I do too. But there are, are safeties. We don't have the strongest safety core. Although Eddie um, Eddie from the – I can't think of his last name. We lost Kamara. Or no. Um, who got traded at Green Bay. Who went to Green Bay. Um, fuck. Names. Can't think of his name. Can't think of his name. We got HaHa Clinton Dix. I think that it is solid. I, th- I think the Bears are solid. I I honestly think the Bears, at best, finish first. At worst, finish second. The Vikings, I think, are on a real competition. I, Kirk Cousins' second year, they didn't lose any of the studs that they had. I, I think they could be a real, yeah, a real threat. Prince Amukamara, that's who got traded. Yeah. And they think they're – so they're mostly talking down Chuck Pagano. Which, I mean, when you lose someone like Vic Fangio, I mean, he is was a, he's a hell of a coach. That's yeah. true. That's a big loss to to the defense. But, but I mean, you brought Cleo in Mack. Chuck Pagano, who... Khalil Mack looks, makes Khalil a lot of defensive coordinators yeah, look you good. Yeah, he's going to make anyone look good. I don't know. 
Uh, we did lose Amos, but I, I think I think we got it. I think I think you guys will be fine. Fuck again, again. At worst, I don't know what this dude's at thinking. At worst, who second the, place. Who, wrote, who was who was the author of this? Let's see this. Let me get a little. Let me. Who wrote this piece of horse shit? It doesn't say. It doesn't. Didn't put their goddamn name on. They didn't it. put their goddamn name on it. Unless it's at the end. And that's of the magazine, yeah. We're just looking at a, a picture of it on Twitter, so... But Sports Illustrated, you know who yeah. it is. You know who you it is. You know who it is. Benoit. Who's Benoit? Something Benoit. Uh, actually, it might be Benoit. Benoit? Pretty sure. I can't speak the Frenchies. <laughs> what do they know about football? What do they know? Either way. That's not going to fucking happen. All right, what else we got? Who, Robert, what's your rant about today? Well, I'm actually going to... Lay it on us. I'm going to go away... Going away. ...from most of the podcasts we've had, which is focused around football, rightfully so. Into the baseball season's upon us, and there's been some recent uh, things circulating about the Kansas City Royals potentially being sold... For over $1 billion. Now, to put that in some context... This is David Glass, who owns them. Who's an executive with Walmart. Yes, and he's selling them to a guy who actually has already has some ownership minority A group headed in by the, the Indians. Indians vice chairman. Yes. This guy's looking for a more partial ownership. Why not? Right. Now, Glass bought the Royals for $96 million That's cheap. in 2000. And he's looking to sell them for a billion. This man is going to make $900 million on the sale for the Royals. That's all he, that's all he had to pay in 2000? That's all he had to pay. More. Now, they were garbage when he bought them. That's true. But he is selling them for a team that basically in 19 years has had four winning seasons. That's it. Now, one of those seasons they didn't include a, Super Bowl. A, a, World Super Bowl. Se- a World Series. You see, I'm ready for football, Football's man. Football's in the mind. I know. Woo! One World Series. Last year, they finished 58-104. and 104, Last in the division. They're not doing any better this year. Yet, this is a team that can sell for $1 billion, which really makes you greatly understand how much money is in sports today. If a uh, Low-level, small-market ball club like the Kansas City Royals can sell for over a billion dollars. Yeah, definitely a small market. My God, imagine how much some of these NFL teams, some of these big-market baseball teams can sell for. We're talking that you probably would be seeing a couple billion, probably three to four to five for some of these franchises. God forbid we talked about Jerry Jones earlier in the day. If he wants to sell the Cowboys, he could easily probably get $5 billion for the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. There's a lot of Royals fans who are okay with the sale. They're hoping that someone buys them that is willing to spend money on the franchise. It's going to be tough to do because, again, Kansas City is a small market. But, again, I think that really, because it is a small market, gives you the perspective of just how much money is willing to be spent on these sports teams. I agree. Here's uh, one one last thing that's still kind of off topic, but I think that if these sports leagues got smarter, 
especially this as a smaller team, I would be arguing to trying to get sports on the internet and not require cable to get to make it easier to get. Because right now, if you want, you either have to buy cable to get the sports you want with your internet, which you, a lot of people are getting rid of that. No. Or you got to buy Hulu Live, 50, 50 bucks a month. Yeah. You might as well have cable by then. I think they need to find a way to make the sport to watch it more affordable. Than Just it is. the sport, though. The whole. I think they should open it up and bring fan engagement up, and people want make people want to go to the games. I mean, you want to have a good time. No. You're already getting charged an arm and a leg to go to games. I do want to interject this point. Just speaking about the difference in like making cable and all that stuff. Yeah. Part of this proposed deal that is making it seem as lucrative as it is, uh, Fox is negotiating with the Kansas City Royals for a $50 million a year contract. That's crazy. That's so, crazy. That is a huge part of this deal. It shows you the amount of money also that cable companies pump into these teams. Well, that's because that's the only thing that's being watched on cable is live sports. Without live sports, Correct. they would be dead in the water. Hundred percent agree. Dead, I, that's NFL's keeping Direct TV alive. Oh, and that's that motherfucker. If they didn't have the NFL, uh, what is it? The red, red, red zone? zone package. If yeah. they didn't have that shit, they would be nowhere. Well, that's also why you see places like Hulu. Hulu has been pumping the fact that they have live sports on their Hulu. Oh, live. they want everyone to know it. But I, because I was like, fucking cool, fifty dollars a month though. Fifty dollars a month to be able to watch the. This is I was looking at NFL strictly. I don't know about baseball. The mm-hmm. NFL, if you needed every channel that that played football games, you had to have a fifty dollar version of Hulu to do that. Now, granted, you can do I think three to four streams, so you can kind of share that cost with some people. Okay, which is the dirty secret of the whole streaming industry. Like, they want that, but they don't. They don't want to tell their investors that they want it, but they want all the listeners they can get and watchers. And they'd rather have... And, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd rather have one package over zero. So, um, well, I think that's pretty good ranting. Do we have anything else anyone wants to talk about? Uh, I, I've got nothing. I'm just, uh, I think it was a good podcast, fellas, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next one. Well, uh, I think by the next time we do do the next one, the uh, yeah. the NFL season will be upon us. Yes. yes. High school football will have started. Go Big Blue. And um, We should all have a fantasy team to actually draft it. So college football has started. Uh, but and, the and, the, and the drafted team. Do you think we'll do this every two weeks recording? I, I think it I, I think... Um, It'd be nice, maybe. A weekly. I think uh, it would be nice to do a podcast, maybe, uh, maybe Monday, Monday Night Football, the first Monday Night Football of the year. Not do a, a bad podcast idea. At night. Not a bad idea at all. It's a double header. Yeah, yeah, we could do one that doing that night. The season has already started. We had our first uh, two weeks of college football under our belt. We have. We should have a, a, a good little podcast to talk about. But anyway, well, uh, let us know on Twitter how you feel if you're listening. Um, it's uh, Unrealistic Expectations Pod uh, podcast on Twitter. Um, I'm on there. 
Just say listen, something. Listen from most of the major podcast Anything providers. you can pretty much think of. And if it's not on the one you want, you comment and I will get it on there. And be looking at a collab here soon with potentially another podcast. Some uh, we've, got, we've got some friends in the area who are doing doing some things. Making uh, uh, he's got a Facebook group going on called uh, Next Next Wave. Next, Next wave. wave. Yeah, he's uh, he kind of highlights and makes edits of um, high school, college. He's looking for the new players. Yeah, and to, he's interested in that sort of thing. So uh, looking out for that too. Uh, it's been unrealistic expectations. Signing off. Yell everything this time, you know what I'm talking about? Yellow rounds, yellow big booty, yellow bones, <laughs> yellow rounds, yellow MPs, yellow watch, yellow charm ring, chain, yellow living room set, lemonade Gucci shoes for my girl. I'm sitting on sixes, no twenties in my gun. Look at this motor knocking, because it is a lemon. My wife 